Happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you guys had a fantastic week. God damn, the veil is thin, isn't it? It's almost like I could fucking feel the spirits around me. Well, today is my absolutely favorite holiday. Um, I've always, since I was a little kid, I've always loved Halloween. I've always loved the magic in the air, the mysticism. You can feel it. The darkness, the full moon. We actually will have a full moon tonight, which is really exciting. In fact, it's a blue moon, which means there have been two full moons in the month of October. Very exciting. Very powerful energy out there. I'm sure you guys are feeling it as we get ready for the fucking scariest moment of all this year. The election! So today I thought we'd have a lot of fun. Uh, I brought my brother, my buddy, not my brother from my blood brother, but my other brother from another mother, Sean McCormick on, and we talk all things supernatural, paranormal, alien-centric experiences, unexplainable experiences that we have had. Uh, throughout our lives really uh, we had a ball it was so much fun I think you guys will really enjoy this episode Um, hey and this is the first time ever I'm doing a weekend release this is a weekend special Halloween spooktacular and uh, let me know what y'all think I think you guys will enjoy it Um, we had a lot of fun I think you will too So whatever it is you find yourself doing today, have an excellent day. Have a safe and fun Halloween. Lots of love to you. Spend time with your loved ones this weekend. Rejuvenate your mind, body, and spirit. (sighs) Take some deep breaths. And it's all going to be good, y'all. The darkness is unrelenting, but so too is the light. You look up into the night sky and it can be pitch black, but you still see those pinpricks of starlight shining through that illuminate everything. So always remember that. No matter how fucking dark and disastrous it may seem or feel, because trust me, I feel a shitload and right now it feels about as heavy as I've ever felt the energy of the world. Um, But I have faith, I have trust in the light. So, that being said, remember our friends over at Invader Coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, head over to invadercoffee.com for the best coffee this side of the galaxy. It is air roasted, it's organic, it is low acidity, it's veteran owned, it's fantastic. I look forward to it every morning. Use code THE EBB AND FLOW for 15% off your next order. That's about it, y'all. Hey, Before I let you go, before I send you off on this fun adventure you're about to go on, the greatest way that you can show love and support for me in this podcast is by rating it, reviewing it, whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Also, share it with your friends and family. If there's a particular episode that you really enjoyed that you thought maybe would be really helpful or interesting to someone you know, let them know about it. Share it with them. Point them in the direction of the ebb and flow. So that's about it, y'all. Lots of love to you guys. Have a fantastic day. Have a great weekend. 
Be safe out there. Lots of love. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, everybody? Happy Halloween. Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm so stoked to be with you. It's my favorite holiday of the year, without a doubt. And today, we're going to have some fun. I'm joined by my brother, Sean McCormick. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is going to be cool. It's going to be loose, loose and fun. And uh, we can, we can, we can go into all sorts of different cool, weird, spooky paranormal stuff, which is just my wheelhouse. I love this crap. Yeah, dude. Well, I've been, I I asked you if you'd be down to talk about aliens and all of that and the paranormal one day. And I know you were down for that. So I feel like this is the best time to do it, especially with how insane the world is right now leading up to the election. Um, So let's have some fun, dude. Um, All right. Aliens, aliens in particular. Because I feel like this is something that's been on, it's been on my mind lately a lot. I'll share some stories with you about recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get up really early in the morning, and I go outside and I do my stretching and breath work out in my backyard, and it's still dark out, and I can see a lot of stars, and I've been seeing some shit. Ooh, yeah. So I'll save that for a little later, but. I know you have some really interesting, you've had some very interesting experiences. The things you do, float tanks, DMT trips, etc., meeting or coming into contact with intelligent beings. So let's start with that, man. Yeah. I, so there, the, in, within the float tank community, and just, just for, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what float tanks are, you know, uh, a thousand pounds of Epsom salt water in a self-contained pod or tank for an hour or an hour and a half. And within this state, within this flotation um, experience, you, you lose connection with your body. It's specifically designed to sort of disconnect you from your soma, right? Your, your body. Mm. And and when you're in that state of consciousness, uh, sort of disconnected from your physical biology, your consciousness goes out in all directions. You know, conf- consciousness is infinite and expansive. And, um, you know, if you look back at like the Jungian sort of collective, um, collective unconscious, we know that we are all part of the same unit, right? We are like little cells on a bigger sort of, you know, um, galactic organism and also planetary organism. And it just so happens that, that there are trip reports of people 
who have talked about their flotation therapy experience. In fact, uh, Duncan Trussell, I heard years and years ago, him talk about he's into floating. Mm. Uh, Duncan Trussell is a stand-up comedian, really funny guy. I mean, he's been on Joe Rogan a bunch of times. He spoke at the uh, flotation therapy conference a couple years ago. And, and he mentioned a long time ago that he had this experience with this like gray alien, the classic gray, right? Sort of, uh, you know, small chin, big head, yeah. wide black eyes, you know, uh, separated. And th- that story, that experience of sort of connecting with an entity is, is documented back into like the sixties and seventies. There are lots of books with float tanks with float tanks specifically. Interesting. Yeah. So in these trip reports, there's a, there's a a book called uh, tanks for the memories. Uh, There's, there's books by John Lilly, the creator of, of the, of the float tank where people would talk about like communion with these entities and, I had one of those experiences just one time and I've floated over 600 times in, in a sensory deprivation tank. And I've had, I mean, my religious practice, my spiritual practice is, is, a, is really connected to spirit guides, um, you know, non-physical entities that have a presence that have a signature, mm. you know, they're with me now. They're, they're in this room with us these, uh, my, my spirit guides have names and, and figures. They have, they have looks, they have personalities, they communicate. We can mm. get into that if we want, but <laughs> I, I had, I had one of these classic gray experiences in the float tank. Uh, and a couple of my employees have too. And what it was is, um, there's when you're, when you're transcending into a new level of consciousness, and this is, um, as Terrence McKenna would say, on the natch, right? So this, I was not high, oh, uh-huh. I wasn't on anything else. I was fasted and and in a in a, in a um, uh, theta brainwave state. And in that theta brainwave state, you are not really awake, not really asleep. You're really sort of in this meditative state. And oftentimes, that state of consciousness is sort of punctuated by sometimes a low level hum. You know, if you've, if you've done a lot of psilocybin or, or DMT or ayahuasca, sometimes that change in frequency is kind of comes across as like a little like mm-hmm. thing that you kind of tap into. Yeah. And one day this was like late at night after I closed the float centers down, uh, I was just, I was, I was wiped out and I wanted to, to recover. And so I jumped into the float tank, you know, tired and clear headed. And did my thing before, you know, gratitude and, and intention for the float. And as I, it was really early in my session, I was tired and I really got into that theta state really quickly. Mm. And uh, suddenly I felt a presence in the tank with me. Mm. And and I have felt presence in, in the tank before. Usually I can recognize that, oh, that's that's one of my spirit guides. That's Bo. Um, oh, that's one of my spirit guides. That's Isham, like I kind of feel mm. feel who those guys mm-hmm. are. Yeah. This was something else. This was something different. And I almost thought to get out of the tank because I thought maybe somebody had come in to the wow. float center. And my eyes were open, but it's pitch black. And and suddenly, uh, about six inches in front of my face, I get this image of this 
gray alien head, like (laughs) right in front of me. And of course I had read about this. I, you know, so like it was in my consciousness already that this was like a possibility, just like lots of this stuff, right? Like if you, if you believe, or or even if you are just open Uh to the the possibility that there are, you know, non-physical entities, you're, you're going to be more likely to see them. Right. And, and so here this thing was, and my body was totally frozen, total body paralysis. Mm. And because I've floated so much and because I've meditated so much, the, the thing that you don't do is freak the fuck out. Yeah. Right? Like you don't go, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Because then you're, it's out. You're done. Like <laughs> you're going to lose connection with whatever, whatever is going on. Just same thing as meditation. Just to like stay in it. Like just stay present in it. Don't get too excited. Just keep breathing. Just keep breathing, damn it. Like, just stay in it. So my body was like totally unmovable. I couldn't couldn't move. And I was just confronted by this giant head that was right in front of my face. And I knew through this practice to like engage with it, right? When you're when you're when you're working in these in these realms in 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 spiritual alchemy. Mm. Uh, negative uh, spirits, we they have there's no lying, right? Uh-huh. They, you, you can ask them, "Are you good?" Mm. And they will not lie to you. If it's a bad entity, if it's a daemon or friggin' the jinn or whatever, the, they will say they will either say nothing or they will take off or they'll evade the question. Uh-huh. So with this thing in front of me. I said, you know, are you good? And this thing said, I am. Okay. Okay. And then it was like, okay, what's next? So I said, who the fuck are you? And the, 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 the download I got, you know, the, 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 yeah. the transfer I got was, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just visiting. Mm. Go, okay. Um, I'll follow you up. Where are you visiting from? Um, I'm from here, but in another dimension, like I'm, I'm from, I'm from right here, but I'm Mm. visiting you from another, from another place. Mm. And I said, okay, uh, why did you come here now? And the information that I got was, uh, you invited me, you, you came to see me. Like, what are you doing here? was kind of this, like, (laughs) you, you knocked on my door, fool. And I thought, well, that, I hadn't thought about that. I maybe should take some ownership of this experience that I'm having. Uh, and then I said flat out, like, are you an alien? And then it was n- no reply. Uh-huh. And I thought that I like offended it by that question. I thought like, oh, maybe that was rude of me to ask, <laughs> to ask <laughs> this little gray dude if, if he was an alien. And then so I asked it again. I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude, but, but, you know, like, are you an alien? And the, 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 the response that I got was, well, anything that, anything that is unfamiliar to you is an alien. Yes. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then I don't remember like what else kind of beyond that it was like confirmation. It's a good thing. Okay. Uh, apparently I, I initiated this connection, which I, Okay. Uh, it's, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It, 
you sort of didn't really answer the question, didn't identify as an alien, but, but also didn't say no. Uh, and, and we had this, we had this short exchange a little bit more and, and I, and, and towards the end of this little back and forth, I, I said to it, well, um, I, can I, am I going to see you again? And this thing kind of said, uh, well, that's kind of, that's really up to you. That's, Mm. that's, that that's not really not up to me. Like really giving, putting the onus on me for this whole thing. Like, well, uh, okay, okay, all right. Well, I guess I, I guess we're all done here then. <laughs> and the thing was like, uh, okay. And then it just sort of like faded out, like got smaller and smaller and smaller, and then just and then was gone. Wow. So the next day, I I started asking around at the staff members, and usually if somebody has like a really cool trip, a really cool float, they'll say like, you know, they'll post it on Slack and say like, hey, check this out, listen to this, what I just did last night. I fucking, you know, visited the top of the Himalayas or saw Jual Cool or, you know, like connected with, you know, these (laughs) And so I said, you know, hey, has anybody experienced this before? And one other of my employees is like, oh, my God, this week I had the same experience. This wow. thing came and visited me. And I said, well, how was your interaction with it? And it's like I didn't – there was no interaction. It was just there for a moment and then it was gone. But what – obviously lots of questions come of that, right? Like, mm. okay, what is it about the float tank that allows this this connection to be established? What what does that say about our consciousness? What does that say about the origin of of these of these extraterrestrial entities? Uh, and I don't I don't have the answers, but that that experience, like you can imagine, kind of shook me a little bit. And I've seen lots of weird shit, but that was like, whoa! I didn't I did yeah. not expect that. It was an experience. It was a real experience. It was something you felt deeply in your oh, nervous sure. system. Yeah. It wasn't like an imaginary thing. Sean, how old are you? 36. Okay, you're a little older than me. I just turned 33. Um, There's so much incredible stuff in that story that I think is so important and so valuable because I feel like in this incarnation, the era of 2020, this like manifestation of humanity that we are in, people are so literal about these things, Hmm. you know? So we think it's like, unless you see the fucking independence day spaceship coming over the hill and you see the aliens coming out, it's not real or it Hmm. doesn't exist, you know? And I think that, you know, we, our perception of that and our conditioning around that is just needs to be obliterated for people to have a complete understanding of what these beings are non-physical beings and the, the reality of those things, because that shit is so real, you know, and whether, you know, whatever you want to say about it, like people could, you know, say, Oh, Sean, you just, your, your imagination manifested that because you read the story about Duncan trust, you know, it's like, you could, you can sort of like do all you can to delegitimize that experience. But the truth of the matter is like, 
that was an experience that you had as an individual that literally it was something, it was, there was an occurrence, there was an interaction with something that was not you. Right. Um, So that is so fascinating to me. And so on point, as far as the experiences I've started having, and it's Mm -hmm. also you talking has just highlighted some experiences I've had where, you know, because I come from this very mystical background, but I was still, you know, through childhood and through the conditioning of society, you can't really help how you get conditioned into a state of non-believing, you know? So people, I think, have experiences that they can explain more often than not and they just go into immediately their their logical brain or their societally conditioned mind comes in and takes over and says, no, that was just, that was your imagination. That wasn't real. Hmm. But a few, this was probably a few months ago. And uh, I, I can't, there's something profound happened that day. I had a really interesting uh, experience. I think it was this day where I had this experience with, I was driving this former LAPD officer to this podcast that we were recording. And, uh, I got to hang out with this guy and I got to drive him from LA up to Ojai, which is like an hour drive. And on the way back, he was telling me some shit and, it was kind of small talk for a moment. And he could tell, like, I'm not really a small talk guy. I'm just like, I'm not in. I don't, you know, it's like, okay, man. Yeah, cool. But all of a sudden he starts telling me about how his sergeant, when he was in the LAPD, was a psychic and started coming to him with all of this shit about, Uh, his mother had just passed the guy I'm driving, his mother had just passed and his sergeant called him up one day and said, Hey man, uh, how are you doing? He's like, you know, Sarge, I'm hanging in there. He's like, um, well, your mother wants you to know that she's okay. And he's like, what do you mean? What are you talking Hmm. about? And he's like, well, did she used to wear her hair this way? And she had a rocking chair and she wore this sweater that was this color. And the guy's like, yeah, how did you know that? And he's like, well, she's sitting right here with me right now. Hmm. And she came to me to tell you that she's doing okay and not to worry about her. And he was like, what the fuck? And he had all these other experiences happen. And then his dad was passing away like three months later and had this whole experience. So that night, so I have this experience with this guy, right? And that kind of like opened me up because you know, obviously I already believe in all of this stuff. Like I'm sort of, I've sort of passed the point of putting structures around any of this. Mm, yeah. You know, like you, like I'm just an open antenna for what the universe has to offer. I'm not like, you want to talk to me about spirits, aliens, non-physical beings, witches, fairies. I don't put any, parameters around what is true and what isn't you know because of 
my experience, my understanding of the world, et cetera, the unseen energies, et cetera. So I think it was sometime after that. I went to bed kind of early one night. And my wife was still up. She was like in there watching TV and like winding down because my wife's a lawyer and her fucking mind is just like, it's a machine, dude. She's constantly like working on a case or figuring something out or, you know, and that's her process. And I love her for that. But I like, I'm in this like hermit mode. I go to bed at like, I'm, I'm ready for bed at 930, you know? (laughs) So I go into bed early one night and turn off all the lights. I usually read a little bit, whatever, but I'd fallen asleep and the room was totally black. And all of a sudden it was like a being, someone was in the room and they like slammed a fucking stack of books on the bed. And I like popped up out of bed. I was like, holy shit. And I'm looking around because I thought my wife had come in. And my dog is still asleep next to me because she'll come in and curl up next to me when I go into bed. My dog will sleep next to me before my wife comes in. And my dog hadn't woken up. Hmm. And I like shot out of bed and I'm like, what? And it was so like there was someone in the room and they had slammed this stack of books on the bed. And I opened the door because I'm like, is my wife in the room? She's still out there watching TV. And I'm like, and I go lie down and it was literally like I had these beings in the room. They were sitting there with me and I didn't have an interaction, but I could feel them and sense them. And I was like, holy shit, there's somebody here with me. And they were cool. You know, it was sort of that telepathic. I was like, I don't feel afraid. I don't feel afraid, but there's definitely someone here who's maybe even looking after me, who just has a message for me, Hmm. you know, and I've really been on this thing and you talking, you know, about your experience, the books being slammed down. I've really, and my latest astrological reading with Charlotte, which we got to talk about too at some point, but I'm really in this like research reconnaissance period right now like learning a lot, gathering as much information and knowledge about shit as I possibly can. And this, these entities slamming this stack of books on my bed was crazy. (laughs) So then this was then like maybe a month or two later, I'm, uh, I've got a bag of mushrooms and I like to microdose. Yeah, buddy. And, um, I typically fast throughout the day. I don't eat until late in the afternoon. Um, I just feel better. My mind works better. I'm clear. I'm sharper. I could do, get all my work done. I just, I feel when I eat, I get into a state of contention. I'm like satisfied and I don't really want to do anything after Mm -hmm. I eat. So this one particular day, I'd woken up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm feeling like I need some sustenance today. I need this to be like a refeed day, refuel day. So I ate a big breakfast, which is usually like a lot of protein, a lot of fat, you know, Um, had my coffee. So I ate and then like early afternoon rolled around and it was time to kind of start getting some stuff done. And 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to have a mushroom just to kind of like, you know, goes just to kind of pet me up. <laughs> so I eat one and this was a new bag of mushrooms. So I eat one and uh, go about my day. I start doing some stuff. Uh, actually ran and did some errands, came home. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. But I'm like, you know, this is a new bag of mushrooms. I'm not really sure about the, the, the strength of these things I've eaten today. Maybe that nullifies the effects. So I'm going to eat another mushroom. So I ate another one. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go and get my workout in. So I go and I get this workout in after having eaten this second mushroom. And I was supposed to do a podcast like in an hour. So I was getting in my quick X3 bar workout before my pod. And all of a sudden, I get done with my workout in like 30 minutes. And I just start to descend (laughs) into, it was literally like I was going down into the caverns of my mind. And I could see all this shit that I thought I had to get done. I was like, oh my God, I have so much to do. And Oh shit, I got I wanted to send these emails, but I'm really like spiraling down into myself right now and I had to stop everything. I put a yoga mat down in my living room and I sprawled out on my back and I shut my eyes, opened my eyes and I'm looking up at my ceiling and it's like the kaleidoscope, the 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 uh what do you call it? The um the fractalized universe was just there, dude. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm here I am. There's nowhere to go now, you know? I literally wanted to do anything but that. I really didn't want to do like a full-blown trip, you know? But at this point, I've eaten probably four grams of mushrooms, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, hey, man, we just got to do this, you know? Yeah, you so, bought the ticket. Yeah, I bought the ticket. You got to take the ride now, brother. So I close my eyes, and this is where your story just hit me. These two entities come into view. And there was this masculine cobra fucking entity that was just, like, all over me, dude. Like, analyzing me, looking at me, trying to fucking... I was like, dude, you're really in my grill. Like, this thing was just all over me. And it was like a cobra head. And it was abstract. But then there was, and it was most definitely like a masculine entity. And then I felt this feminine entity. And it was just, it was unseen, but it was working through me. Like, it was in my body. And it was scouring my system for all the shit that I was kind of like holding on to. Mm. And all this, and I really, I wanted, all I wanted to do was like get up and do something else. And all of a sudden this voice came in and it's like, there's nowhere to go until you surrender to where you're at. And I was like, and I just let go. And I had this fucking, it it ended up being like a two hour experience of these entities just moving through me and all of this shit coming to light, my sexuality and my shame and my, you know, like my fucking, my darkness coming forward 
And then it all like released. And I just, cause I just allowed it all to be there. I totally let go. And the next thing I know, I'm just in this like golden palace dancing with these fucking giant cobras. Oh boy. And it was like, whoa. But your, you know, your experience with the gray, these were so, you know, how I mean to connect that is these were so not me. These were these non-physical entities that had come to bring me a message, come to help me, you know? And, you know, I think if we start to think, and that that thing you said was so interesting too, because it's like, are you an alien? And to an alien, it's like, well, anything that, you know, you could call anything an alien that is strange to you or that is not familiar to you. Right. You know, so like, what is an alien? And it's part of that also that thing about, you know, spelling with words and we're under spells with the words we use. Right. And when you use the term of like alien, it creates this thing that's automatically a symbol of something, you know, that, that your mind is like trying to build a, uh, uh, an image of and if it's not in that image then you have a more difficult time accepting it right you know yeah so it comes with baggage right like the terms yes. you use your the conception that you have for what an alien is or isn't immediately within an instant brings in you know what is oh is this an arnold schwarzenegger fighting you know uh, alien, yeah, is this predator? Yeah. Is this is this the elongated skull alien from the Alien series? Yeah, is this a gray? Like, is this Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, and you know, to to, to your point, it, it it is it is rooted in our consciousness. It, yeah, it, because consciousness is the uniting aspect of all of this. Are you are you open? And when you're, you know you know, sort of finding yourself into an interesting altered state of consciousness. And you're like, okay, I just gotta, I just gotta, just gotta succumb to this. I'm not, I'm not doing what I thought I was going to do today. I'm going to be doing this now. Here we go. (laughs) Then it's like, oh, then you get, then you get all of these things that are kind of included in that consciousness that whatever sort of vibration you're tapped into, you know, when you talk, when you think about like, alien crafts and you look at the research it's like it's all about vibration and consciousness it has mm. little to do with 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 metals and and propulsion it has more to do with with consciousness right and this this goes way back into so many different cultures you know uh you know ancient aliens you know all all of these classic you know um antiquity these cultures have have descriptions you know uh i um uh achikoso or whatever the the, yeah, the, ted, the Dr. Yeah. ted yeah no i was talking there's um uh it's from um it's from graham hancock's oh uh it's it, it i uh, uh tall blue-eyed blonde-haired culture builders right uh-huh oh you interesting know? and and these they're they're in Indian lore, they're in Native American lore, they're in um, South American lore, uh, and mm. 
they 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 come through the consciousness they you, you are they're they're sort of brought in in this way you know that to me is is the portal the portal mm. into connecting with these things is through this expanded consciousness yes and, and if you're open to it and you're in the right place at the right time and you're vibrating on a certain wavelength you're going to be more receptive you know yeah. you don't you don't you don't have to be on DMT or ayahuasca, uh, but you know, in a float tank, sober as a nun, tired. Yeah, you know, you're 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 open. You're open to these experiences. Um, consciousness is is really is really the portal, and and that's how these that's how these entities. You know, you think about the different types, right? There's like the blue avions, which are like bird blue bird like aliens. Uh-huh. There's the half oars, which are um, in Egypt lore and they have, they have short oval heads and big ears out to the sides and the half oars. Um, Dude, wait yeah. a minute. We got to yeah. stop there, bro. Yeah. Okay. The half oars. The half oars. So, so this past weekend we took a family trip to Malibu. We love to go to Malibu, rent a house. Like this was up in the mountains. It was amazing. And we, we always bring our cards. I've got my hermetic, tarot deck right here that literally cards jump out of this fucking thing at me but we also just got this uh divine goddess deck and it's all the goddesses from every different culture and we were doing readings because that's what we do with my mom and my aunt my wife and my daughter and me my my goddesses and we're doing a, a reading and uh my daughter who's eight, gives me a, a divine goddess reading out of the goddess deck. And I say, my question was, because I had just come out of the astrology reading with Charlotte, and I'm just like, fucking, you know, I, I've had so many readings that are so profound, and, like, my my story is just super rich. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what, what can I ask this deck? And I, I go... I just want to be, I want it to be revealed to me who is my mother goddess. Like, who is my mother goddess? And Hathor comes up. <sighs> and Hathor is the Egyptian goddess of joy and love, but she's also like the goddess of fucking destruction and new beginnings and all of that. So, super powerful, right? And I'm like, that makes total sense to me. Because if anything, in my life path, one of the prevailing principles is I know I'm on the right track if I'm always coming from a place of living in joy, finding my joy, you know. That night, dude, I have a fucking dream where it's this thing, it's Hathor Helgor. This name keeps coming, it's just like over and over. Hathor, Helgor, Helgor, Hathor, Hathor, Helgor. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? So I look it up. And so it leads me into learning more about Hathor, the goddess. And Helgor is like, I don't know where that came from. I might have misinterpreted that part of it. But I looked that up and that's like a Marvel Comics demon (laughs) called Helgor. And there's all kinds of weird shit about Helgor, the name. But so I'm like, Hathor, okay, this is really profound. And now you're talking to me about fucking the Hathors. Yeah, dude. And I've had this dude 
I've had people, I've had psychics and mediums say, Eb, you were, you were an Egyptian priest in a past life. You were part of, and so I don't know. I mean, my lineage, I think goes fucking way back to this, but Hathor is something of significance for me. Awesome. You know, so yeah. that's so interesting that you brought that up. I had no idea that that was a species of alien. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a, there, you know, and there's a, there's a picture, a picture here. So like the, the Hathor mm. face, you know, very wide, you know, cow ears kind of on the oh, side, yes. Yes. Very, very soft, very feminine. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, a, they're, a you know, supposedly a, a, a race, right? You know, the, they're the way, the way that I begin to like scratch the surface and sort of wade into this is to like, to understand the, the, the complexity of, of beings on this planet in this time is immense, right? We ha- we have all of these, the, these, little bugs and plants and trees and animals, right? Like the biodiversity on this planet that we, that we know of um, is phenomenal. And and we've got water breathers and, and, and air breathers and, you know, things without arms. And (laughs) we'll think about, think about the biodiversity of species of different things across the galaxy. Yeah. Right. So, so, if the Hathors have been here or are of here or visit here or have had some sort of influence in the Egyptian lineage, which the Egyptian lineage, you know, traces back from, you know, from Egypt to Rome into Lemuria. Mm. And, and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a strong chance that there is this massive amount of intergalactic um, alien races that are, you know, maybe slightly interested in us or, or, or not. But, you know, you think about the, the Pleiadians, um, the the seven sisters of the Pleiades and some say that that they use Mount Shasta in Uh, Northern California as like they live underneath there and and whether that's a portal or a, or a physical location underneath Mount Shasta, mm. uh, Mount Shasta is a spiritual destination across the planet. They, they, they say that, uh, that Mount Shasta is one of seven, uh, uh, mountain peaks on the planet that are part of the, the, the chakra system of Gaia. Mm. So there's lots and lots of UFO sightings around Mount Shasta and the specifically Mount Shasta is linked to the Pleiadians. Interesting. Right. And so Mount Shasta may or may not have been part of Lemuria, Mount Shasta. There's something significant about there. And I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Pleiadians for a couple of reasons. Yeah, um, me too. Like before, before I went down and asked an ayahuasca shaman, like, Hey, what's this all about? Like, what are we doing? Like, what, what the fuck, where are we from? <laughs> Come on, give it to me, which they fucking hate that question, <laughs> right? Uh, this is like two years before I asked uh, Tamara uh, her, like, like what, where, what's this all about? Where are we from? Right. Um, I was driving through Mount Shasta. My wife and I decided to take a road trip down to Santa Cruz. And we decided on a whim that we would go see some friends in Santa Cruz. So we drove from Seattle to Santa Cruz like through the night. And I was driving and it was like two o'clock in the morning as we were cr- kind of cruising up to Mount Shasta. My wife was asleep 
and I'm like, you know, chugging AM, PM coffee and I've got like chewing tobacco and sunflower seeds and I'm just like white knuckling it down highway one, like heading, <laughs> heading through Mount Shasta. And as we approached it, it's on the left-hand side as we're going south. I'm, I'm like real tired and I'm a little loopy and I, I maybe should not have been driving because I was super tired, but, and I was, but I was also strung out on caffeine and nicotine. Uh, as we're driving down the, down the highway, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on high alert because my wife is asleep and we're driving and there's no other cars on the road to, you know, one o'clock in the morning and about a hundred yards down the road, I see this like ghostly sort of apparition on the left-hand side on the mountainside and like a, like a deer crossing the road. I'm like, well, Oh Jesus. Like I I sort of slow down a little bit because I'm going too fast. And I'm thinking, well, that must be a deer. Things fucking gigantic though. It's like an eight foot tall deer. (laughs) I start to slow down and this sort of ghostly apparition turns out that it's 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 tall and narrow and white and as i get closer this thing walks out into the middle of the road and i can see that it's like a humanoid looking thing it had a head and it had this long flowing hair and this long flowing robe as it passes across the street as we're driving to it and i'm like what do I do? Do I hit the brakes? Do I swerve? I, I, I'm not sure what I should do. I'm slowing down. And this thing is like slowly crossing in front of our car. And my wife is asleep and I go, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. And she wakes up and she's like, slow down. <laughs> like she's got the receipt reclined and this thing, like I barely miss it as it crosses in front of the car. And it does this like, sort of like, you know, the classic uh, Sasquatch footage where it's like walking and looking at you as it's passing. Yeah. This did that. And I, and I just barely miss it as it looks back toward my direction. And I'm like, the car like lights up from the inside with like this bright white light from inside the car. I barely miss it. I cruise over and then I'm like fucking shaking. Like, what was that? I feel this like intense, like I saw this thing, this thing saw me. I almost hit it. It had this, it was, it was like, um, it was like really dense smoke, but I could mm. see the figure. I pulled off to the side pulled off to a gas station, like woke up my wife and I was like, Hey, like you got to hear this. And she's like, you're tripping. Like what, <laughs> what, what? And later, uh, I started to do a little bit of research about what happens at Mount Shasta. What are these, what's the, what's the, um, the mystical significance. And then, then I learn about, you know, this is like a portal. This is a place where people, uh, where people have ha- had these incredible experiences, you know, walking into a cave in Shasta and like coming out, having all of this like um, uh, ascended consciousness, this like total, total consciousness. So wow. like a year later, I'm in my first ayahuasca session. We do three night, three nights. And at the, at the end of the third night, as people are kind of packing up their stuff to head home, I walk up to Tamara and I'm talking about some of my experiences. And I was like, what, what is the connection between the stars and what we're doing here with this plant medicine? And she said, well, they're the same thing. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, they, we are them. They are us, man. Mm. And, And I said, 
well, where are we from? And she goes, we're from the seven sisters. We're from the Pleiades. Wow. And I was like, how have you come to know that? And she says, I have done so many of these sessions over so many years. I have, have relationships with these entities. They come into ceremony with me. Mm. And, and that's, that's where, that's where we come from. And I look, the connection between the Pleiades and the Pleiadians, like visiting Shasta, whether, whether or not I saw, you know, um, took the Pleiadian priest or not, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but probably I probably did, bro. I, I felt it, it, it struck me, it shook me to my core, man. Mm, dude, that, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, first of all, so I've told you about my, my ancestor, Mary Bliss Parsons, who mm-hmm. came to America in like 1638, was on trial for witchcraft three times, got off all the time, you know, was very, her and her husband were very, uh, well, her husband, I guess, was more well-to-do because she had so many sort of feuds and, you know, battles with the people of the town because everyone was terrified of her. Um, but so all these books had been written about her. And one of the books I read, this was a couple of years ago. And it's talking about how Mary Bliss says our ancestors can't live or from the Pleiades. So that's like what I'm talking about. The fucking, you know, witchcraft, aliens, ghosts, the supernatural, like it's all connected. You yeah. know, and the deeper you go into the world of this stuff, the paranormal, supernatural, like it's all the same things. It's all this, it's all consciousness, like you said, dude. Like that's the, that is the web that we're living in. And it doesn't matter like where it comes from, what it is, because it's all the same thing, you know? And so, I mean, that's just so mind-blowing, dude. Oh my God. Well, Mount Shasta keeps coming up, so I got to go. I got to, we got to go. We should go together. We should go hiking at Mount Shasta. Let's go, man. Let's go. Um, All right. So we're going to do that. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Um, But also, dude, so on my birthday, my birthday was October 14th. And uh, I got up kind of like especially early and went outside. Like I said, I go outside every morning. It's about 6 a.m., give or take 20 minutes. And uh, it was it was especially early on my birthday. I'd gotten up like 5.30 and I sort of, I was excited about the day because I always like to have my birthday be like a tone setter of what the year is going to be, you know? Yeah. So I go outside and it's pitch black out there and I, I'm doing my stretching and I'm, I look up at the sky and it's, it's totally dark and I could see more stars than I feel like I've been able to see in the past. Like I could see Orion's belt, Orion, Little Dipper, Big Dipper, and then Orion's arrows point to the Pleiades. And I could see the Pleiades there too. And then I'm looking. And one of these fucking stars, it's like a little 
beam of light is fucking gliding across the sky. Hmm. And I'm like, come on, man. It's my <laughs> birthday. <you know? laughs> and, you know, it was so, it was way too far to be an airplane. It was, you know, moving way too fast across the sky to be anything that you would see, a helicopter, etc. I've talked to, you know, in the past, I think I've seen things like this and people go, oh, that's a satellite or something. But this literally, it literally looked like a, a star and not a shooting star because a shooting star will fly across and vanish. Right. This thing was just an orb of light, like a starlight orb gliding across the sky and it must have gone for miles. It went hmm. as far as the sky was open. And I was like, holy shit, dude. There they are. You know yeah. what I mean? Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, happy birthday to me. <laughs> you know, well, that's it. My whole day is made. I don't need anything else to happen. Um, but yeah, dude, that's fascinating. The Pleiades and then your shaman on your ayahuasca ceremony saying we're from the Pleiades. Yeah. What did she mean by that? Humans? Humans. I, I, I think she meant that we are descended from them. That uh-huh. we, whether it's the... You know, the Anunnaki coming down and having, you know, fallen angels having sex with these beautiful human women and, and right. making making the human race. Uh, or maybe, you know, we've forgotten that they're still here, that we are them, right? They, that, that they are us, and they sent out a faction, you know? Yeah. But then earth. again, when you start going into that and asking all those questions, you realize, like, it doesn't really matter, Right. Because right. it's like, we are them. That's just kind of the, the kernel of truth in that. Right. Well, we, we are all, it's, I mean, we, we are all, whether you're in the same town, in the same country, on the same planet, on another planet, we're all residents of, of this universe, of this galaxy. We are connected. We, yeah. we are not disconnected. We are totally connected. And it's just a matter of, of how you come to terms with that and what you're, what you're willing to entertain, what sort of huh. ideas you're willing to, to, you don't have to buy all of it. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to make it part of your reality, but just to stay open to the possibility. Cause this is not new stuff. Like this is, this is all, all so many ancient civilizations have these stories of visitations. I mean, you look at like the, the Aztec um, murals of like the spaceman, you know, on the, on a Mayan, uh, Mayan mural carved to the rock. And he's like laid back. Yeah. Dude yeah. switches and wearing the fucking helmet, the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's, there's interpretations of that. And you know, the, the, the native, the Lakota people, you know, talk about the blue Kachina. Um, mm, yeah. Like the, the, it's, it's part, it's part of us and we're just fucking distracted by right. stuff to, so that we can't, we can't really see it. Uh, let me tell you, I, 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 let me tell you my, my UFO, uh, story too. So yes, dude. So this was probably in 2004, 2005. Um, my wife was out of town for uh, she she went on a cruise with her sister, and so I was I was at our studio apartment alone, and it was at the end of the night. Um, I hadn't smoked any weed yet. Um, pour a glass of wine and just step out onto the the black cup, the 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 back balcony. <laughs> it's like overcast. 
And I'm just sort of like looking up at this. I always do. And it's nighttime, yeah. look up in the stars. And here in the, here in, in Seattle, you know, it's, it's now dark at our house at like five forty-five, six o'clock. So mm. this is like, you know, it's probably seven or eight o'clock at night. And I go out there and I kind of see something similar. I'm like, Oh, something's moving across the sky. And I thought, well, that's strange. What is that? And it was like, it was a constant rate of speed. It was moving left to right. I sort of watched it for a while. I was like, well, that's weird. That could be a satellite. It could be, it could be UFO. I don't really know, but I keep watching it. And then after I watch it for like, you know, 30 seconds, I see this other thing that's uh, bigger. It's like, uh, it's like, it's bigger than the biggest star in the sky. And suddenly it starts to like strobe and lots of planets. When you look at them, you know, you look at stars, they'll sort of flicker and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I'm like watching it, like get bigger and strobe, like, wow, wow. I'm like, wow, oh, that's, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> like glued to it, watching it. And then all of a sudden it starts to like, it, now it's got like one, two, three, four different lights on the outside of it. And it starts like rotating slowly, still white. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm watching, I'm like, well, I, I pull out my phone. It's like a flip phone, right? At that, at that time, <laughs> not an awesome camera. And I'm like, yeah. point my little Motorola flip phone at it. Like, oh, maybe I could take a picture. I can't <laughs> take a picture of that shit. Yeah. Like watching it. It's like two or three minutes, four or five minutes go by and I'm still watching it. And then all, now there's like multicolored lights. Now it's like blue and green and red and orange. And it's like strobing and it's moving. So it's rotating. And I'm like, I'm glued to this thing. And I'm like, I cannot possibly look away. I can't like, I can't call anybody. I kind of see that it's in like the Northwest sky. I keep watching it. And then it starts to like scribble. It's like mm. doing these like little symbols, these little squiggly, like it'll go up and then and then move around all in this mm. kind of same area. And I watch that damn thing for like 15 minutes and I'm like, and then, and then the clouds came in and I, and I lost it. And I'm like, this has got to be on the news. Like somebody, like I turn the news on. Nobody's talking about it. I, uh, I look, I look at like seattletimes.com, see if anybody else has reported this. Nobody else reported this. I was so like shook by it. I was so like, I just saw a fucking UFO. Holy shit. I call the UFO reporting that, uh, hotline. I call him up, you know, and, and, and it's like a UFO reporting hotline. Oh my God. It's uh, like Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's, I'm, I need your name, email address and location, please. So I'm like, you know, Sean McCormick, blah, blah, blah. Here I am. I'm in Seattle. <laughs> uh, it's like, I, she's like, okay, what would you like to report? And I was like, I think I just saw a UFO. And she goes, hold please. So I'm like, <laughs> like fuck. Okay. So then this other guy gets on the phone. He's like, um, he's like, hello, my name's uh, Dexter Thomason, and I uh, would love to hear what you saw. And, uh-huh. uh, where are you from? Your name, she, this information. So I'm like, I explained to him all of this. And he's like, oh, fascinating. He goes, I believe I know what you saw. And I go, okay. Okay. What did I see? And he goes, well, uh, you know, judging by your, your geographical location, the time at which you saw this, the, the, the part of the sky in which you saw this, this thing, I believe that you saw the International Space Station making its trajectory, of course, da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I didn't see that. I for sure saw that. This was after that. Uh. And he's like, and he goes, uh, okay, please, uh, you know, t- tell me more. So I explained a little bit more. 
<laughs> and he goes, uh, you know, I'm going to have to ask you to go to uh, UFO Reporting Network and and please log in, uh, provide your details, and and use a, a detailed description of what you saw. Uh, and I was like, I go, is, is that it? And he's like, because that's it. Um, you may or may not have seen uh, an unidentified flying object. <laughs> Click. <laughs> So I, I log in and I fill out this really detailed report, everything that I saw, all the stuff, the time, the, the place in the sky that I fill it out. I went back and checked. Uh, I went back and checked like a month later to see if anybody else had seen the same thing. And there was one other person that reported the same thing that I saw that was also in my same city. It was just that you know, night. That night. Wow. So somebody else saw exactly what I saw and they described it the same way that I did. Uh, I didn't get abducted. I didn't get take up, taken up into the starship or anything, but I, I saw some shit, man. <laughs> Dude, you know, man, I mean, it's incredible, you know? It's incredible because we are just so programmed and conditioned to believe that there's nothing else and life is this really boring, monotonous consumerist experience you know yeah and it's like so i guess for guys like us because you know i think we're the same and that there's no question to us that this shit's real yeah that there's intelligent life out there whether it's in this dimension or in a another dimension that's right up against us that we just can't perceive with our eyes um you know, I don't know, man. Do you think, I guess, you know, the the lasting, the, the only questions left to ask are, is there going to be a day in our lifetime where the aliens literally come down and want to talk? Is that something they're even interested in? Um, you know, are we going to, here's, here's what I, one thing I will say is if there are any malevolent aliens out there who wanted to enslave us or destroy us, maybe they're already doing that through technology and social media mm. and, uh, you know, the billionaire elitist egomaniac assholes who are trying to destroy life as we know it. Yeah. Perhaps they're already inhabited by these malevolent beings, but if there were the Independence Day style aliens who just wanted to fucking wipe this planet clean, they would have done that already. You, you know? think? I mean, it would be so easy. You know, if you had a fucking the technology to just fucking wipe wipe life off the face of a planet, I mean, you they wouldn't even bother like checking us out. They would have mm -hmm. done that already. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, you're not going to go to war with ants. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so that, I think, you know, hey, if, you know, there's a fucking reptilian slug inhabiting the, the skin suit of Bill Gates, I think that's a possibility, you know, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, but I, David Icke. Yeah, I mean, but, um, you know, do you think there's like, Beyond the sort of documented interaction with individuals, for whatever reason that is, to download information, 
to expand the consciousness or awareness of people. Do you think, I mean, I don't know. I don't really foresee an alien spaceship landing in D.C. and wanting to talk to the president, you know. I don't see that as being of interest to them. I I try to stay, I try to stay really skeptical mm. because I am right. so, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. And, and and the skeptic in me that's along that's along the lines of I, I, I just listened to I don't know if you listened to Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat uh, mm. podcast. Oh boy, I should check it out. Higher Side Chats with Greg <laughs> Carlwood. Okay. You're, oh boy, good luck. You're you're now you're booked up for the weekend, bro. Like you're, uh, Tinfoil Hat from Sam Tripoli. Uh, and uh, the higher side chats with Greg Carlwood, the the tinfoil hat podcast just had a guest Isaac Weishaupt, uh, and I don't know if you know the last name Weishaupt. Yeah, yeah, that name is super familiar. And I don't know the connection between this Isaac Weishaupt, uh, or let me know. going to I'm going uh, to find it really quick because it's 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 worth worth referencing. Um. The, 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 I think it might even be Isaac Weishaupt is like the founder of the Illuminati Mm. going way, 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 way back. And this, this, uh, Isaac Weishaupt is, has his own podcast, uh, pick, pick Wick and Frolic. And he talks about UFO disclosure. And what he is saying is that, that they are a manifestation of our consciousness. Uh, We're uh, fed these narratives about what a gray alien is or what a you know draconian alien is, and we are we are sort of being programmed to believe these these alien entities are real. He's a he's a major skeptic, um, and so I'm I stay open to the skepticism because uh-huh. I I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be too gullible, even though I've seen some wacky shit, and and I know what I saw and I know what I felt, um, but he he posits that these are, these are all constructs of consciousness, mm. you know, and in this conversation, they talk about Betty and Barney Hill, who were the oh, yeah. f- first abductees. If yeah. just for everybody listening, go, go do some research on Betty and Barney Hill. They were like uh, uh, farmers from Arkansas or something. They got, you know, I think in like New Hampshire, they were in New it? England. Yeah. Cause my grandmother was in a movie where she played Betty Hill. Because the Betty and Barney, it was a white woman and a black dude. I know. How fucking weird, man. How fucking weird is that? Your family tree is unbelievable. My goodness. Yeah, my grandmother is Stell Parson. She's an actress for anybody who's never heard me reference her before. I'm actually, I'm going to have her on the show to talk. Nice. Uh, but uh, she was in a movie about their story. Huh. And James, James Earl Jones played her husband. But I've not seen this. But they're one of the they're one of the f- most famous abduction stories of all time. Yeah. And they came. Did they come into contact with uh, Indrid Cold? I don't know Indrid Cold. Oh, that's like a whole other. That's like the dude who was on the side of the road that they came up to. Or he uh. might be a different. He might be different. But then he's connected to the Mothman prophecies. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, 
I can't go ahead. I didn't mean yeah. that. Yeah, no, just, no. Uh, so of course, weird, of course, your grandmother played uh, Betty so Hill in a film. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird, dude. The, that that was like the first they they did like uh, hypnosis to basically uh-huh. pull out this memory of this abduction because they were they lost they had they lost time they were they put it they were put back in a different location yeah. they were scared shitless they went to hypno through through regressive hypnosis to figure out like what they saw and their stories in separate rooms with different people corroborated like yes. we were pulled up into this ship and all these little things were around us and 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 so they they get into that a little bit but what is think, so what does Isaac say about something like that so what he, I, I don't remember exactly what they talked about it in it, um, but they do they do they do address it because the 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 hosts Sam Tripoli and his guys on the podcast are like yeah man like they're really into it and 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 Weishaupt's like saying it's not what we think it is this mm-hmm. is a sort of a, a mental construct and and so when you say like are they gonna are they gonna touch down and say what's up. You know, there's there's theories about them touching base with like uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower and uh-huh. Eisenhower mentioning something about like connecting and how important it is for us to connect with extraterrestrials. Um, there, they also say, you know, conspiracy theorists say that that there's going to be, you know, Project Bluebeam um, is going to be part of some big, the next wave, and there there's some some oligarch billionaire from from yesteryear that says like the last thing that that will happen before the new world order happens before the real transfer of power is going to be an alien invasion don't believe it you're going to use holograms to like show us some starship it's going to be reported on it's going to be fully concocted and it's not real and that's what's going to be the thing that people like really freak out about and then just say all will do whatever you say and then the powers that be come in and say okay well then you're all heading to fema camps and and we're gonna you know depopulate mm. so like it's there's people making money on it in hollywood there's people making money on it you know in in psychic shops there's there's people that are having real experiences there's you know do you remember are you familiar with the phoenix lights phenomenon yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, it was a it was like a a three hour alien uh, UFO sighting that was seen by like eight thousand people in yeah. Phoenix, right? And they have yeah. there's tons of video footage about it. Yeah, and what this what Weishaupt says is that it might be drones. Like that was just a that was drones. We're, you know, we're we're only seeing technology. We're thirty years behind. What we have technology wise is like thirty years behind what's actually real. He was suggesting that that was that that was a ruse too. That that was a that that was a mm. show. But something like that. When you look at the Phoenix Lights, it was like twenty five lights of this football field sized starship that slowly crept over downtown Phoenix for like a couple of hours, and tons and tons of people videoed it. Tons and tons of people saw it. There's a lot. There's books written about it and so forth. But I think that that. I don't know what I think. I, I, yeah. I honestly, I, I don't know what, if they are these, these massively powerful sort of diverse race races of different extraterrestrials from all different corners of the galaxy. Um, they're, they're probably just watching us and thinking, dude, they, these guys are, 
fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. These like pale monkey things uh, just keep <laughs> fighting each other, bombing each other and, 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 you know, watching porn and, you know, <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I, I think that, I think that there is a, I think there's a strong chance that we're going to have increased acknowledgement of things from out of our solar system, mm. things from out of our, um, out of our solar system, you know, like the Navy, you know, admitted to the tic-tac-toe or the tic-tac um, shaped craft. This was like what earlier this year, Yeah. you know, the Tom DeLong into the stars Academy. Yeah. You know, some people say that that's, that's a ruse it's 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 made up and some people say that you know that's that's part of an, a larger agenda but it's never going to go away we're always going to be fascinated by it and i don't know that we'll ever really have a clear picture like oh this is exactly where this is exactly what things are yes the blue avions yeah. and the half thors and the pleiadians yeah. you know and the arcturians are all they're all different races and they're all kind of hanging out and checking us out i i don't know man yeah yeah I know, dude. What do you think? What do you think? I don't know either. You know, I don't know. I don't know either. I, you know, I mean, at this stage in the game with everything happening, I'm taking life one fucking day at a time, you know? Smart. I mean, beyond that, I, I can't really begin to even think about what's, what's next or what could happen or I'm just like in what is. Yeah, buddy. And, you know, and, I mean, my thoughts are sort of how I preempted that question. I don't think aliens have any interest. I, I think they look, it, you know, if, if aliens are examining humans, first of all, they're like, this is all hysterical, what you guys have created as your like belief system and your political system like this is a joke as far as we're concerned yeah so the idea that they would come down and say hey president of the united states we want to talk like that you know hey or, donnie <laughs> or any 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 like quote unquote political leader at this point i think right. we've you know if you're paying attention you can't help but notice and realize that this is all a joke, hmm. you know, and anyone who's in a, a place of a, of quote unquote authority, it's like they have as about as much authority as we're willing to give these people, you know? Right. So, you know, and the, the people in power are certainly not the smartest and most intelligent, most highest co level consciousness people on the planet. That's for damn sure. So, yeah. So as far as that, that's, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if there are malevolent beings out there in this universe, they are already here and they're fucking doing whatever they can to manipulate human beings to the greatest extent possible through technology, through social media, through the fucking energy waves in the air. So... You know, do I, I think that we probably are aliens, man. We're yeah. probably either we're the descendants of them. We were created by them. We were manufactured to do certain things. Like I had Billy Carson from of Forbidden Knowledge. Do you know him? Yeah, you did? How did I miss that? 
Check it out. It was one of my earliest episodes. So oh, anyone, man. You know, and he's done deep dives on the Sumerian texts and the Emerald Tablets. And he's fucking translated all this shit. And basically, he's like Enki and Enlil, the Sumerian god kings, brothers that existed, you know, thousands of years ago. They were Anunnaki who came down. They created humans to basically be their slave race. Uh, we were sort, we were halfway liberated through that process and, you know, sort of uh, allowed or, you know, broke free to a certain extent to, you know, sort of create and prosper life as we know it today, as it, it's evolved into what it is now. Uh, but they're still here. Hmm. Um, you know, and then you start getting into like Thoth and, you know, who's the ancient, uh, Egyptian God of wisdom and magic. And he sort of was the liberator of humanity. So, you know, he would say that we are descendants of aliens. We are the aliens. Hmm. Um, and that this is a, a, a battle that goes back for eternity this battle of the stars that's sort of manifested itself here on earth. Um, I don't know, man. You know, I think that whatever the deal is, it's important for people to just pay attention, you know, pay yeah. attention to your own experience. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know because at the same time I look around and there's a lot of people living in a very low vibration you know, who, I don't know if you'll ever get to experience anything outside of, you know, sort of your matrix in this lifetime, at least. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's easier and easier and easier and easier to shut down and recoil and hunker down and, and get distracted by, you know, bad food, bad tea and, yeah. and bad, bad vibes. And, you know, if, if, if we were going to be enslaved and fear was the fuel that fueled the, the energy for these, you know, reptilian dark Lords, like it's, it's going pretty well for them. There's a lot of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time though, I think they're, you know, we're in this really weird time where I think for guys like us, People like us who are really in this very open, I'm not going to say like higher level of consciousness, even though that's what I think it is, but, you know, it's more like an open awareness to your life and the world around you and what's going on. Um, it seems really dire right now. It feels really dire because all of these veils are being lifted, mm. you know, the political veils, the power structures, it's, and how people think and who people really are and the functioning mechanisms of how people operate. It's all being revealed and it looks, it's like, whoa, mm. there is a lot of fear. There is a lot of fear out there. You know, and for people who have sort of lifted themselves out of that level of being, out of the fear 
mechanism who are into the light, who are into a, a life of hope and purpose-driven living, you know, it can look really scary and dark. But I think the flip side of that is there's a lot of people that are coming into awareness and coming yeah. into openness and understanding of, you know, what everything is and the reality of things. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It does. And I, and I believe, I believe that the next generation is going to be better than we are. They're going to be, you know, you, you know, you, you're constantly amazed by the, by the consciousness of your daughter. You know, I'm constantly in awe by the awareness of my kids and, And there, as, 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 you know, if you, if you watch the news, it's scary. And if you go outside and go to the beach and go for a swim, it ain't, you know, and, and, and and it's okay to be curious and it's okay to want to, to be your, the best version of you. And these answers may unfold in time. Um, but it's also not necessarily up to us to decide how this plays out. We, we get to, we get to be here for a very short time yeah. and then we leave and then we come back yeah. leave again and we come back and we leave and come back and, and we learn lessons and grow and, and grow our, grow our souls, you know, learn these, learn these important lessons. You know, there's this Terrence McKenna quote that, that I, uh, that I love, which is um, reality is not only stranger than we suppose it's stranger than we can suppose. Mm. Yeah. So we can't we can't even wrap our brains around how complex this universe is, and that's kind of a good feeling to know that we don't know. So yeah, hug your oh hug God. your family, you know, grow vegetables in your backyard, and yeah. and have meaningful conversations. Totally, dude. Find joy, man. At the end of the day, fuck. Yeah, dude. I've had these experiences. I think we'll wrap on this because that that quote. It brings me to this, but I've had a lot of experiences lately. I'll just be sitting there in my living room at night, winding down with my wife. And all of a sudden I am struck by how fucking intensely weird it is to be a human. It's like all of a sudden I forgot everything and I come back and I'm in this head looking out <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and maybe i've had a puff of a puff of a joint or something but i'm like whoa this is so fucking bizarre yeah you know and I've, i'm like and i think about that because you know i remember back to times in my life where i was so caught up in the things that you know, like the mundane stuff, all the stuff that we are preoccupied with, like your job and like being successful and your friends are looking a certain way or doing certain things. And when you clear all of that out of the way and all of a sudden you just find yourself peering out of these eye holes, (laughs) it's like, oh my God, why wouldn't aliens be real? Why, why wouldn't, I mean, there's so much that like, we can't, uh, like you can't even begin to like Terrence said, 
Like it's even stranger than you could even ever comprehend. Yeah. Like the strangest thing that you like the fucking energy that runs this thing, your heart beating, your hair growing, your fucking mind working. Like it's so it's just like <laughs> it's mind boggling. It's yeah. fucking mind boggling. Yeah, staying in staying in that that place of wonder is a good good place to be. You know, keeps things fresh, keeps you humble, keeps you present. I like yeah, that man. a lot. I like yeah, that. Man. Well, I feel really grateful to have you in my life to to have the these awesome convos with, dude. So, oh, Ev, I appreciate it, man. Me too. Me too. We were definitely Atlantean priests together <laughs> in a past life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. I was probably a farmer. Hey, that's cool too <laughs> yeah you were the priest and i was the farmer we were buddies yeah exactly dude <laughs> uh well shit man um thank you dude thank you again for yeah. so much fun that was a blast uh are what are you guys doing for halloween my brother and his family are coming with his two kids nice and we're gonna make a bunch of spooky spooky food uh, watch a scary movie where uh, where are uh, skeleton onesies? Nice. Uh, you know my my house is 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 out in the woods, and so uh, I love we, that, we can count on some coyotes Halloween night. So I'm going to keep my kids up real late and film film full of sugar, and then we're going <laughs> nice. to go out for a little night night walk uh, and listen to some coyotes and get real spooked. I love that, dude. That's that's the plan. How about you? What are you guys doing? That's epic, man. Yeah. We're doing a little scavenger hunt with my daughter and her cousins going around to different family members' houses and having them get some cool stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, keep it as spooky as possible. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really fun. Cool. Yeah, man. So we're excited about it. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I just, I always love the energy of Halloween, you know? The veil is thin, man. The veil yeah. is thin, for totally. sure. Totally, dude. It's very thin. You could feel the the energy has a different vibration to it on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, what, what's your costume? You going to do a costume? Uh, it's going to be on the fly, but, you know, I'm thinking like a sorcerer is probably... <laughs> perfect in the you know a 2020 sorcerer is where i'm gonna find myself that ain't a costume bro that's just you i know that's just me <laughs> every day <laughs> well it's awesome brother um thank you dude happy halloween to all you guys out there i hope you have a safe and excellent day night howl at the moon fucking you know go wild let the spirits loose um Thank you guys so much for joining us in this really fun conversation. I hope you guys had a lot of fun with it. Took your mind off the rest of the bullshit happening out there in the world. Because honestly, what's more real than the shit that we feel and don't see? You know, who's to say that's not as real as the things we see? What is that great quote, Sean? Uh, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see or something like that. <laughs> I live by that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That makes my heart sing. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you guys so much. The greatest way you can support me in this show is by rating and reviewing on Apple, Spotify, wherever you jam this podcast. And I greatly appreciate it as always. Until next time, I'm out of here. Love y'all. Peace.